0: You're listening to the Cross Border Interviews with Chris Brown. Welcome to a very special live edition of the Cross Border Interviews with Chris Brown. I am your host, Chris Brown, and I am pleased and honored to have our guest on to the show today. Before we get to him, I'm going to say this with respects to him. Uh, I have tried to pronounce his name a few times. We did a pre-interview of how to pronounce it, and I think I've gotten it down right here, but I'm going to try, and I am pleased and honored to welcome The leadership candidate for the Green Party of Canada, Simone Nakyani Messier. Pronounced it wrong, didn't I, Simone?
1: (laughs) No, no, that was good. That was good. Well, yeah, yeah, yeah.
0: I appreciate your uh, your your understanding of me trying to pronounce it. I I do appreciate that. But Simone, uh, thank you so always much for the
1: effort. The effort's is very important, Chris.
0: Well, thank you so much for doing this. I'm looking forward to our discussion, our conversation, and getting to know you and your vision for the Green Party, but also the vision for Canada.
1: Yeah. Well, it's a pleasure for me to be here
0: well i uh, am so let's start with the very first question that i've asked every single politician or candidate to be a politician to who has come on this show simon okay where does your sense of duty to serve come from
1: oh that's interesting uh it comes from my consciousness that uh i exist uh, because i interact with other people and that we all live together and live in a society that we create every day and that uh, you need to to take action to be out there and to share your value to to make sure that you're part of that community and that society and i think it's it's very important to do it and that happened in the beginning of my 20s i would say you know i study such political science and some teacher really influenced me like uh, uh, I think about Carol Levasseur who was a, a great teacher, Paul Andre Comeau was a journalist and also teaching at the, at the Université Laval, and uh, they they really influenced me and they show me like how important it is to contribute and to to get involved in in, in politics.
0: Yeah you can get involved in many different levels of politics whether it be municipal school board uh borough in quebec you can get involved uh federally you've chosen uh federal politics to start off the bat and you've chosen to run for the leadership of the green party of canada so i guess the million dollar question that's on everyone's minds right now is what made you decide that you were the best person to lead the Green Party of Canada into the future?
1: So, uh, and you're right, you know, you can, you know, start with all kind of uh, involvement, but I was on the school board for seven years. Uh, so I did that part. I was also a counselor in a small city uh, near my town, hall, my town uh, where I was born. Uh, so for... Uh, a little bit than, more than three years. Um, I was a candidate in the past also for the Green Party in 2021. I did also work a lot with the NDP under Jack Layton. Uh, I was a candidate in 2008. Uh, I was a manager also during a campaign uh, in 2015. Uh, you know, I was president of uh, of uh, an EDA. Um, I, I did a lot of thing, and uh, so I was candidate in 2021. And if you had asked me at that moment, "Oh, are you going to run to be the next leader of the Green?" I would have said, "Seriously, you know, I wouldn't even have thought about that." But then, life is like uh, you know, life sometimes is uh, a real surprise, and it it just came. And sometimes I think you need to to uh, uh, harvest the the flower when it's it's ready so it was there i'm almost 50 next years and uh, all my experiences and my think i have the competency and i'm i'm there in my life so i said talk with my partner and then i uh, decide that it was the time and the, an opportunity for me to to run and i say that will just happen once in my life so uh i think you know it's a so I said, let's go. I'm ready. So here, here I am in, uh, in that leadership race and uh, trying to bring my ideas, my policies, my point of view and uh, my experience. So let's
0: talk about your journey to the Green Party of Canada, because as you've just said, you started federally in the NDP, but you came over to the Green Party. So. Uh, There's a lot of people right now who are politically homeless and they were once NDP, once uh, liberal, once conservative, and they're looking for a new home. What drew Mm -hmm. you to the Green Party of Canada and what made you decide that the Green Party of Canada was your political home moving forward after your time with another party?
1: So I think climate change is very important. And right now, uh, on the federal like uh, scene, uh, there's only the the Green Party who's like uh, really ready and take those issue that issue uh, seriously. Um, so, and I also think it's very important to have more than one uh, political party that's very strong and have a lot of seats at the House of Commons. That's why you know I was uh, involved with the NDP, and now I think it's it's also time to bring the Green to the next level and to make it. A real, you know, now we have two MPs. We have to increase the number of MPs and to have increase our voice there by having more MPs. And I think that's, that's, you know, it it is time. So that's why I decided to go with the greens, but also there's the six principles of the global greens that I discovered and that they really talk to me. Uh, so the ecological wisdom, I think it's very important that, a way of thinking life it's like human being is part of all this it's not you know the end in itself and so we need to learn to balance our interaction with the planet and our consumption and and rethink all that so i think that first principle really talked to me and that's really what you know, brought me to to the green and I think at the moment, at the time, also I thought that the NDP was like moving more to the center, and we saw them after they, you know, even like uh, did a contract with the Liberals, like, and then they they, they supporting the Liberals that uh, one side, yeah, yeah, we'll give you what you want. Now they're sending a check for their family for some for dental care. Okay, that's good, but then whoop, and then you see that mm, they're going to go get back that money, and and then the Liberal like. You know, like at the same time, they keep, you know, exploiting uh, fossil fuel, like new, new, uh, there's new, new project in the uh, in, uh, new farmland, and they just like keep going. And we increase our production and our exporting of fossil fuel, like since the liberal are there, you know, they're saying, yeah, yeah, we're working on that. But uh, if we look closely, they're, they're not working on that. So, and now I think the NDP is really like move, really move to, to the center. And so I think the green is uh, is the right uh, the right vehicle to uh, you know to, to keep going and building a, a social democrat party where we take yeah the environment the climate social justice very important also uh, participative democracy in the green party that's one of the six principles uh, we need to to re bring the proportional. Uh, election, think about that, like, we can't have a party that win 35% of the vote, and then it as a majority at the House of Commons, and decide everything for everybody, it's like, we need more discussion, more communication, and, you know, proportional brings that, it's like, it brings, it. it's put a, uh like we saw now with a minority government, they need to discuss, and find some supporting, support from other party, and that's push, you know, the, the big party to, to, uh, to negotiate and to move to the left and, you know, bring more uh, social justice and more, more balance in our way of developing uh, our economy or in our, our society.
0: We are going to be talking about some policy later on in the interview, but I want to stick on you, if you don't mind. I watched your opening video, your campaign launch video, and in it, you announced you called yourself a social democrat. And now for those who are listening, and uh, I, I want to just put this on the record, what does it mean to be a social democrat
1: to you? So a social democrat. So we think justice, social justice is very important. So a balance uh, in the creation of wealth. I mean, a balance in like how we, we uh, after we, we make sure that everybody will be able, you know, to have their part of wealth, to develop their knowledge, their education, and some equal chance to every citizen, uh, Canadian citizen, to grow, to develop themselves, and to become... What they want to become what they are and i think that at the that's what it means to be a social democrat it's like to be more on the left more uh person person and more acts on the uh, let's make sure that the knowledge is growing everywhere instead of thinking of oh let's make sure our gdp is growing or that like oh we have a very you know, a good GDP. Yeah. What are you creating? We don't even know sometimes what's in there. So it's like, no, let's make sure a citizens are in good health are growing their knowledge. Their education is going well. They have good values. They're good citizens. And I think that's what we, we should, you know, uh, measure to make sure that that's, that's where we're going. And not just like an economy that exploiting uh, the matter, the, and that's like creating all kind of goods for consumptions, but at what end? So, what's the goal? It's just to make the richest richer, and the rich richer, and you know, it's like. So, I think that's what's what it is for me. Do, do you social think Canadians
0: democrat. are in the same boat as you? Do you think Canadians believe that, or the majority of Canadians would consider themselves a, a social democrat under that description?
1: I think, uh, yes, I think a lot of Canadians will consider themselves as social democrat. I do. I think like uh, Canadians are, like American always saying about Canadians, oh, they're the good guys. They're always polite. They're always, and it's in us. It's like, yes, we want to help each other. We want to go forward. We want to make sure everybody, you know, gets along and that everybody f- feel good and, and is is doing what you want to do. And that's socially acceptable. Yes. I think I think everybody uh, would agree with that. Yeah. Well, I appreciate you answering that last question on that
0: subject, and I want to turn to policy, because that's really where I, I shine, because I'm a political nerd, I went through for political science as well, and I enjoy talking policy and getting into the nitty-gritty of policy. Okay, so okay. So I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to start off, I'm going to rip the Band-Aid off, because I'm the Alberta show, so if I don't ask the Alberta question, I guarantee yeah. you there's going to be someone in the, sh- in the audience later on listening to this yelling at me. So... What is your views on the oil and gas industry today?
1: By my view, I think fossil fuel, you know, we need to close the tap and we need to base our economy on something else than just oil and gas, especially tar sands. And uh, we need to diversify all that and go for bring our energy from somewhere else. Like hydroelectricity, uh, use like the tide or the, the, uh, the wind. And yeah, that's my view regarding, uh,
0: you, you said close off the tap. And I just want to clarify here. Yeah. Most people in Alberta, uh, who live in rural Alberta are reliant on their jobs for the uh, oil and gas industry. Yeah. Uh, closing off the tap, that might sound like to them, you're going to get me out of a job. You're going to lose a job. Are you saying close off the taps tomorrow if elected? Or are you saying a gradual yeah. transition to a diversified economy? I just need clarification on that side. Yeah, so. yeah. It,
1: it, you always have a, a gradual transition. You can't just like, you know, like say it's, it's finish, We close everything. There's a transition and we need to be, uh, to do it like you, the fast, humanly fast that we can. Uh but I believe like Alberta's like very strong people and very in, ingenious people that won't have any difficulty to say, okay, I've been exploiting that, making money. I'm, you know, I'm ready to, you know, participate to something else and and to to grow another company, another enterprise. Like, and I think that that's that's that I don't think it's a it will be a big problem. I think it's like, you know, it's like the, in life we change all kinds of stuff. If we look, you know, like the thirties, the forties, the fifties, everything evolved and changed. And now we have like uh, computers everywhere. And that's totally new, like uh, a way of doing things. And none of that was existing like, what, 40 years ago, it was just like starting here and there. And that's, there's a huge enterprise and, and business, and and that's something that's there. And I think Albertan like going to find the you know maybe the next big thing or find a, something else that that will be as good as as oil and we what are you it. looking like,
0: at what are you looking at the, for replacement of that oil and gas industry or transition to like you said hydroelectric are are there resources right now that you're looking at you're saying this is the future of our uh, resource sector whether it be uh technology whether it be tourism what resources what diversification are you looking at right now
1: like I said hydroelectricity is the key like uh, and we saw it like uh, it's, it's like we are using the strength of the nature and the, the tide, the, the wind, and we get, we need to go into those direction. Like we saw it, the, the car, the fossil fuel is creating problem. Like, yeah, uh, it's, it's, it's a basic, you know, like understanding you burning them, it, it make, uh, it monoxide, the carbon it's like, and then in city at certain time of the years, you, you get like uh, all that air that's polluted. So, Like electric car won't do that. Yes, there's other issue with those, but then it it solves something that's very important in those big cities that just keep growing like and growing. That's another problem also we have to face, you know, like the urban sprawl is like uh, something. Like I was looking at some picture of uh, Quebec uh, in 1960 when they were building the Champlain Bridge. And Brassard was not even there. There was no city there. It was nothing. It was like, oh my, that's only like 60 years ago. There was nothing. I was like, I thought Brassard was there, you know, forever since like, I don't know, beginning of time. I wasn't, I wasn't born in 1960, but it's not that long ago. And there's nothing. It's like agriculture all along the St. Lawrence there. And now it's like it's like city buildings and it's it's, it's like all developed. So, you know, are we going to keep growing like that? I think we need to question ourselves. Like, I love Denis Villeneuve, you know, the Quebec director, but uh, living in the in the Blade Runner, uh, I don't want my kids and my grandkids to live in a city like that. It's like, no, thank you. I think so. That's why I'm doing politics. You know, we need to think about that because that's what we're building right now. Those big city with you know, like Simmons everywhere. No more forests, like oh yeah, we can't walk for us in the middle, like yeah, and then like whew, I don't know, we need to rethink uh, all of that. Protect more forests, and it's been a long time since the last time we we uh, protect uh, some forests, huh? New parks, like it's been a long time. jacques Christian was very active on that, and others, but like, it's been a long time. It's like right now, we I don't I don't think we we're doing uh, as much as we should do for for uh, for the nature, for the planet. I so think what we you different? Huh? For us, huh? because it's like, that's where we're living. It's like at the end, I, my point of view, huh? the planet will survive us if we're not intelligent enough to manage it properly. Like, you know, we'll just pass like the dinosaur and it's like, it's going to be, okay, what's next? It's It's where we're living. And it's like... What do we want? You know, we want to live in a place that's welcoming (laughs) uh, with uh, harmonious and welcoming, or we want to live in a place like, you know, like, like uh, a little bit depressing. It's like just cement and no trees and, and like uh, lights everywhere. I don't know. We need to think about that. And I think it's important.
0: Do you think the government, the current government under Justin Trudeau is thinking about the future or is it thinking of, is it being more reactive to what's going on and not proactive of thinking about the future and being proactive on how to keep the planet alive?
1: Uh, I think the liberal are like uh, clientelists, clientelism in English, like a party. It's like, uh, ooh, there's people there who want that. Let's win their vote. We'll give them what they want. So by doing that, they give a little bit to everybody. So I don't think there's a vision. There's a direction. And so that's why the green are still very, very, like, uh, important. Because, like, the more people who are going to vote green, the more the liberals are going to move to the left and try to go to the right also. I don't know. Sometimes they try to do the grand écart. But, uh, yeah, that's why we're those the, the, the party to the left are so relevant, because... They show, you know, those those big party with the, uh, big organizations and a lot of staff and resources like that. Oh no, there's people there. People are talking. We need to answer them. So now they will change their policy, and that's why we see even the conservatives now with the environmental, uh, you know, policy. So it's like that. That's that's great. That's uh, now they have to make sure that they will like uh, uh, do it, huh? They will uh, talk the walk or walk the talk? Walk, walk the talk, yeah. yeah I, walk I, the talk.
0: W- we could talk about resources for the full hour, but I don't want to do that because there's other pressing issues that are facing Canadians, and I want to okay. make sure we get on to this one because this is the one that's facing a lot of Canadians, and it's okay. ca- facing Canadians from coast to coast to coast, and that is affordability. Affordability and inflation. People are seeing prices go up, people are struggling, people are living paycheck to paycheck right now. They are yeah. hurting. And I say that with respect to everyone because everyone is trying to make it buy. I know some of my family members have been living paycheck to paycheck and it's hard times for people. What do you see as the biggest priority that needs to be done to help alleviate some of these issues around affordability, around the cost of living, around the cost of groceries right now, in your opinion?
1: Yeah. uh, It is an issue right now. The, uh, yeah, the pandemic didn't help like all the money that was pumped in the system for sure. At the time, a lot of experts are saying it was the thing to do. Uh, Did they do too much? Maybe Uh, it's hard to say, it was like a very like uh, uh, urgent moment, urgent situation. So they did the best, uh, they could, but we saw the liberals who, like, you know, try to give some fun to, to manage by their friends. Uh, uh, that that was, like, questionable. Uh, good thing there was an opposition there, you know, who saw the thing. Uh, so maybe they went too far, and it'll contribute to that inflation. So right now, and I have to add also, like, uh, we saw, like, the gas price go up. Like crazy you know to over two dollar and and they're and you look at those big corp and they do billions in profit and it's like yeah but maybe there's part of the inflation that's in their pocket you know i'm not saying the full eight percent but let's say the six because every year we have like what two to three percent of inflation that's what we think you know we want you know like around two to you know three uh, lower than three but so it's about, we have like about what, four or 5% of inflation there that we don't really, you know, like understand. We do understand it's coming from like the disstructure of like the, uh, all those uh, uh, grocery store, like, and all that, you know, like the way they, they buy the food and all that. Okay, that part we understand. I think everybody understands that there was some problem with the pandemic. But on the other end I, I think there's some players who just use like the crisis moment to make money and that's a problem. And the government need to, to step, you know, put his, his feet down and to say, well, there's a problem. And we need to talk to those guys because yes, they, they are like uh, making it worse. So that's one thing. And I think uh, we need to help the people who are the, in the need the most help, you know, like the people who are going to paycheck to paycheck need programs to help them. We need to support them uh, and we need to make sure like, uh, That they will go, uh, you know, that they they will get out of that situation, be able to buy a house. That's another problem also that, you know, had to all that, all that, that uh, uh, what happened with the housing, like, it's like, it was totally nuts. But now there's a correction. We're going back to a more like maybe a a normal space, I think. We'll see. Uh, Time will tell. But it's... uh, yeah, with the housing, who made the most money? The agent, the real estate. Like, they're the one who made all the money, and they're still having the same, like, uh, rate on the house, and they're making a lot of money. So, yeah, maybe the government should look there a little bit, huh? and go change the rule and make sure that, you know, it's more fair and that uh, uh, we stop like that, that those... Uh, I can yeah, you know, that those prices go up and high because they, they create like a bidding for a house and it's like that's a problem. We need to 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 you know government need to step there and and, and to, to change the role and make sure that it's more fair for everybody. So but isn't that, a, isn't that
0: just the market dictating our the needs and wants? And I and I say that with I say that just yeah. as a devil's advocate here because that's what yeah, I like yeah. to play on devil. The show is the devil advocate because I'm I, I'm I'm looking at this and I'm going okay. I don't want to go in there and tell the market to not do something, but at the same time, you're right. Like people can't afford houses. We are lucky we bought at the time that we did because if we bought now, yeah. we wouldn't have been able to afford our house.
1: Yeah, but the market, the market need to be regulated. Like, you know, me, i never believed, like I remember my teacher at the, uh, you know, at university who said, oh, the market will be managed by the invisible hand of God. I was like, what is he talking about? Well, I was like, and I was talking to my colleagues, like, did he really said that? I was like, seriously, everything we learned in that course, you know, rely on that? I was like, that doesn't make any sense. Like, yeah, well, the market was, will regulate itself, seriously. When we got those billionaires like you know it's just like are very intelligent people and and they just like trying to find a way to do more money and they don't really care about like you know like making sure that their wealth has been is been like spread and 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 used to to create a social democracy that's not their point their point is to make more more one million so the government needs to say, okay, I think you have enough here, and uh, maybe you're not playing the game properly. You're not helping your citizen right now. So the government need to step, you know, forward and and say, okay, that's enough. Like we see all those condo towers, like you know, with buyers that were coming from all around the world to to buy condos and not even living there. It's like, and then the price just like in the, in BC, the price went so up. Now there's a tax. Okay, that slowed down things, and now they. You know, they say, oh, I won't make as much money. So they think twice be- before doing that, but that's a problem. I think the same problems in Toronto and Montreal also is living that. So that's the job of the government to, to make sure like, uh, you know, they they that doesn't happen, you know, to keep balance, to make sure affordability is there and that our citizens are, are living a life where they're happy, they feel secure, and they know that, you know, they, they got some hope that everything will be good for weeks, months, years. And they can develop themselves, develop their spirit, develop their knowledge, and make sure their kids have good values. And then after we we go forward as a as a community, as a as a country. We are coming up on the
0: second anniversary of the Truth and Reconciliation Day on Friday, right. September 30th. I wanna ask a poignant question. Um, Has the Canadian government failed the Aboriginal and Indigenous people of Canada? And if so, what would be a priority for you to mend that relationship between the government and the First Nations and Aboriginal people of Canada?
1: So uh, the the actual governments try to correct the situation, you know, are they doing their best? Uh, could they do better? Maybe I think uh, it's it's sad everything that happened. That happens like you know, you know, not that long ago by previous government, and now we have to fix that, and and it's we have to do that with First Nation. Uh, we we need to rebuild the trust. We need to 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 be there and to to make sure they feel they have their the role to play, that they've been heard. Uh, And and that's like, some things takes time, but also we need to make sure they all get, you know, clean water. And personally, if I was prime minister, that folder would be right on my desk. And I will do my personally uh, follow-up on that because I don't understand after all those years that still there's some community who don't have like clean water. I'm like something, you know, it's like, doesn't add in my, in my brain. So I would like, maybe they could explain it to us. Why there's so many communities who don't have clean water, you know, that's basic stuff. And it's like, the, I, I don't understand that part. So maybe they should do better. Yes. Regarding all those uh, issues. And we need to work with them. We need to work with first nation. We need to talk, we need to find solution. Uh, I think the, you know, like the, uh, the 30th, like that I was dedicated you know for the reconciliation and the, the truth i think it's a good thing and uh it's a step forward and it's uh it's it's we'll go to we need to go to the rhythm and uh and but some things takes times to to uh, to resolve also mm.
0: I I I I thank you for that honest answer because uh, we are still seeing the uh, ramifications of finding unmarked graves across this country of our the residential school system and every day we 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 discover new unmarked graves. It doesn't seem to be a big deal in the media anymore, and I want to keep talking about this issue because this is a stain on the history of Canada, and we cannot wipe it away. So I thank you so much for taking time out of this interview and talking about what you believe is the important issue to help rectify that relationship. So thank you. Yeah. Um, I want to turn to the Green Party of Canada now, because I'm just looking looking at the time, and we're a half hour in, and I just want to make sure we get this part done here. I know, it's been a half hour. I, I can't believe that. You are talking to members from across this country. You are talking to members in BC, in Alberta, all the way to Newfoundland, New Brunswick, Nova Scotia. You are hearing different issues in each province, probably. What is the message that the membership is telling you that is a priority for them?
1: Climate change. Climate change is a priority. Climate change is uh, what we're hearing the most. People want us to work on uh, environment, climate change, and make sure that we will build an economy, a society, that will respect nature and make sure that we will not you know, Eat, heat the the planet uh, now too fast because now we're just like trying to slow down all the you know the 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 warmth of the planets like we're not even trying to go back to what was more normal 100 years ago and now we're just like going in a direction that's that people are saying we need to to rethink of way of doing things because there's a real issue there. We saw it in PEI, huh? Just like with Fiona, like never saw that in Canada. Like uh, it's it's like people lost their houses. Like it was it's, it's a real mess there. It's like, and we were always thinking, oh, that happened to Puerto Rico. No, now it's happening in Canada, huh? and everything that happened in BC also those fire. And it's like like that was that that's a real problem. So we need to think like of ways of. Of like yeah, uh, making sure that we doing we're doing our part and being a model all around the world. You know, as Canadian, we need to be a model to show uh, other country that you know we are making things properly. And right now, we are not. We are con- consuming a lot. We're using fossil fuel. We're exporting a lot of fossil fuel. We're we're contributing to to what we're seeing right now with the climate change. So. I think that that's what the members want. That's what they're talking about. And they want us to focus on uh, on that issue in particular.
0: So how do you do that on a national stage? Because you have two high profile names, Justin Trudeau and Pierre Polyev, who are going to take up a lot of the oxygen in the room. How do you get climate change on the national agenda again? And how do you, because you don't have a seat, if you're elected leader, you will not be sitting in the House of Commons on a day-to-day basis. How do you make sure that is a topic that people are talking about in the House of Commons?
1: Uh, The topic is already out there. Now we need to bring solution and we need to make the the economy and, and the society move in the right direction. So that topic is everywhere. We're talking about it like in the news all the time, and so it's to make sure that those party, uh, that the old party, will 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 bring the right policy to change things and to do that. So we need to keep working, you know, going to uh, to meet the citizen, building the our our party, make our party grow, and to show that that's what that's the future, that's what people want, and to work together. And, to, and then they will come more to the left and we will see them come to the left and change their way of doing things and we will grow, get more seats and for now we don't, you know, we have two seats like the goal is to get more seats and to go win some election, bring back Paul Manley, uh, go get that seat in Fredericton again and it's like that's the goal and to go everywhere that we're able to win seat where people, you know, wants to to, to work with us and go forward. And that's what we're going to do. So how do you do that? Because you will be the
0: new elected leader if the members choose you. How do you see your role of growing the base of the Green Party of Canada in all sectors? of this country whether it be bc alberta in fredericton like you said in new brunswick how do you see your role and what do you see your role of creating a party that will be able to grow into the future because we are seeing media reports and i i, I am pretty sure everyone has seen them where it says the green party is dead but i don't think so i think the green party still has relevance to be there so where do you see your role as their new leader of moving the conversation forward? But also also growing the party in all sectors and all sections of this country.
1: Yeah, we need to work as a team. So I played sports, uh, hockey, football, and uh, that's what I want to bring. We need to work together and in a good spirit and make sure we're we're like, you know, collaborative and going in the right direction. And, And then the growth will be there. And it's like it's 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 to bring the right spirit. So. I I played for the University Laval Roger at the beginning with Glenn Constantin and the, the same coaching staff that's there right now, and that's what they brought there. You know, they brought some way of doing things to and and make people enjoy what they're living. It's like it's it's like also every winning team. It's like how what's the culture inside? How things are going and how people are like to be to to work together and to go forward in a in a common direction. So we'll need to, you know, there will be some hard discussion because sometimes we don't agree on everything, and that's part of life. And we have to have those discussion and and to find some uh, some solution and and keep going forward. And sometimes you have to let go of some things, and because you know you think that other things are better, and that's where we need to focus, and and then you go that way. But in a progressive party, everybody is very passionate. Everybody, you know, as they're their, their, their way of seeing things because they're very implicated. They're not just voting once a year. They like they 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 bring all their knowledge, their passion, and so sometimes it creates a situation where it's like more more hard. The discussions more hard, but uh, I think uh, it's also bring a lot of energy and uh, and a lot of uh, uh, a lot of you know like competency, knowledge, and when we'll thrive, uh, you know, be careful. <laughs>
0: um, you you will, if uh, it, when elected leader, I should say, you will have to balance the different voices within the Green Party, because while you said the big issue that the membership of Cross Canada are talking about is climate change the issues of BC are different than the issues of Nova Scotia. The issues that you're seeing in Quebec are different than the issues in downtown Ontario, downtown Toronto. How do you see yourself balancing that aspect? Because while it's great to be a team, we all know I've played football as well. I played for the University of uh, Queens University, sorry. And I can tell you that uh, not everyone agreed on everything the coach was saying. So how do you see yourself? yourself ensuring that the green party message is similar but unique as well in the different provinces because the different messages will need to resonate with different members
1: yeah uh i agree and um, we need to listen to the members and uh what the the members will decide also we'll put that forward you know if it's in line with my values and and uh, uh, I, will, I will defend what the me- members want. And so we have like uh, our General Assembly and like we'll go forward from there. And there will be some, how could I say? But everybody agrees on climate change. Everybody knows like, now do we all agree on the solution? That's where, you know, issue can come where we want to go in a direction. Another one wants to go in another direction, but then You have to, you know, sit down, talk, and and find, you know, what uh, the majority want as a solution and to go forward with that. And uh, I think that's how you you build things.
0: Yeah. I want to ask one last question before we start our wrap-up here, Simone. And that is... we have covered a lot in 40 minutes. We have covered a lot of things in 40 minutes, but I guarantee you there's someone out there who's listening to this saying, why didn't you ask him this question? Well, it's my show and I get to ask the questions you want to do on the show. How can people reach out to you and ask other questions? How can people get involved in your campaign? How can people donate? Because I guarantee you, you're a campaign who needs volunteers, needs donations, needs members to sign up. So how can they do that?
1: So they can reach us they go on my website www.simonjmessier.com so j like george and uh .ca and, for- and then they can there's an email there they text to us and uh, we answer them like we answer everybody every day and uh yeah they can ask whatever question they could go on the website a lot of we have a lot of policy a lot of you know the way we're icing life we're seeing life like uh I'm talking about my team because we're a team you know we're I always to 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 be able you know to go forward you need to work as a team you know you 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 want to go you know on the long run you work with a team and uh, so we will answer everybody and please yeah you want to join us you're welcome and uh, we will find a place and uh, and uh, use your talent and your knowledge uh, the right way
0: for those who are listening and watching this the links to Simon's information his website his social media feeds are all in the show notes so if you scroll down while watching this on youtube the links are there and also a link to buy a membership of the green party of canada is there i'm not saying you should go buy one i'm just saying that if you wish after listening to our conversation the link is down there so please scroll down think about it and buy a membership if you want this brings us to the very last question of the interview, and that is this. And I, before we get this uh, last question on the record, I want to say uh, I, I've given uh, Simon before our interview the ability to say his closing statement in French and in English. So, Simon, why should you be the next leader of the Green Party of Canada? Whenever you're ready, take it
1: away. So why should I be the next leader of the Green Party of Canada I uh, will start in English and then I'll say a little bit in French uh, So I think uh, I'm ready to 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 bring people together to work together and to go forward and I think that the Green Party principles needs to be known and we need to keep going growing and make sure that those principles And that way of seeing life and building our society uh, is develop and grow. And that's, I think I have what it needs to be in that position because it's a position where we will work as a team. I go back to team, but team is very important. It's not one guy in the front. It's sometimes it's one person. I will, I will have that, that, that position of leader. If I win, if I don't, I will support that one that will that will win because we will work as a team, as a team. Like, and that's my spirit. I want to be there, not to be the leader, to be in the position of leader. And sometimes I will lead, sometimes it's another person that takes the lead, sometimes it's another person. We work as a group, but I will be in that position if they elect me. And I think I will be able to do the job properly. Um, puis je veux m'assurer aussi que tous les Franco-Ontariens. Euh, Albertins, britannos-colombiens, des maritimes de partout euh, au Canada sont bien traités euh, et qui reçoivent les services auxquels ils ont droit euh, dans leur langue et qu'on continue à construire un Canada bilingue hein, d'une côte à l'autre. Et euh, ça aussi, c'est, c'est quelque chose qui m'inspire et travailler avec, euh, avec nos amis anglophones ensemble pour créer un, un Canada euh, où il fait bon vivre. And I think the Green Party is important, you know, to play a role there and to to get into the House of Commons and to bring more policy and make sure that we uh, tackle climate change
0: you are the very first guest of my show who has spoken uh French on this show uh I I, I guess I, I get from your passion in our pre-interview that francophone affairs is very uh passionate for you especially across this great country um thank you so
1: much uh is my, my partner from BC okay yep. just saying. so we're a very like Canadian family but uh, yeah, sometimes we have some uh, very uh, hard discussion because like like my ancestor arrived in uh, in uh, in Canada in uh, 1649, so not the Italian one, but the Franco part. So yeah, we've been here for a long time. But I'm for a strong federation. And uh, are you yeah, a
0: federalist? It's...
1: Sorry, are you a federalist? For sure, I'm a federalist. That's what I like to
0: hear. Do you believe that <laughs> Francophone of, uh, issues need to be addressed more prominently across this, pra- this country? And I say that just, I know we were about to wrap up, but well, it's my show and I get to do whatever I want on my show from time to time, and I get to throw in questions at the end. But do you believe that Francophone of, uh, issues need to be addressed more prominently in places like Alberta, BC, Saskatchewan, where they are usually underrepresented?
1: I think so. I think we we need to make sure that you know that they receive the service they're allowed to, and that they've been respected, and they're, they keep like growing like the rest of the society they're living in. And uh, not that like uh, one year like the budget are been cut, and then nope, uh, we're closing a school. And I think like we need to keep all that alive. It's it's a rich richness. It's for Canada and. Uh, I, I believe in the bilingual Canada. I think it's uh, it's important, and I think that's that's the key also to uh, to, to you know can keep going forward as a, as a nation.
0: Well, I want to thank you so much for sitting down, taking time out of your campaign, and doing this interview today, Simon. Uh, I appreciate everything you're doing, and I, I wish you the best of luck. Um, thank you. Thank you, Chris. So with that, I wanna remind everyone, put down your social media feed for at least five minutes a day and go have a conversation with somebody. It helps our society, helps our democracy, and it helps our, uh, us as a people at the end of the day. So with that, have yourself an excellent day and keep talking everyone.